Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Failing Better, self-improvement comedy podcast with me, Johnny Pelham, and the wonderful... Me, Sean McLaughlin. What a nice compliment, Johnny. Thank you. And together, we are... Johnny, you need to stop doing that. I'm improving it. I'm making the podcast more fun. Some people haven't listened to this show before. Have you ever thought about them? What if they're listening to this now and thinking, what the hell? What was that little bit? I think it gives them an insight into what the podcast is. It's anarchic, it's off the wall, and it's a bit of fun for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, so get, yeah, get, get all the family round. Yeah. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, pause the pod. Light up the old fire, get the whole family sat round. Get your granddad, get your nieces, get a bigger house so they can all fit in. <laughs> yeah, already we're teaching you how to have a better life. Yeah. Get a bigger house so you can fit your family in. <laughs> I mean, that, self-improvement tips you don't get on other podcasts. The type of self-improvement tips that just they just flow out of us. They yeah, barrel yeah. out of us. Get a bigger get a house. Job. <laughs> get a bigger get a bit bigger job. Didn't the Tory MP say that if people were struggling with the cost of living, they should get a better job? And I agree with them. I agree with them. I agree with them. Because in my experience, it really is as simple as that. Me too. Some people Um, say to me, get a better podcast about this. And I'm always like... I'm working on it. Yeah, try it. I am... uh, and it is the home of Witty Banter, the official home of Witty Banter. Yes, of course, Better of course. Pod. This is Failing Better, the official home of Witty Banter. Cards on the table, listeners. We're doing this at nine o'clock in the morning, and me and Johnny emerges are both basically hungover and, and exhausted. So we'll see how this one flies. Um, it was a fun moment because I was sort of hoping you'd carry it, and then clearly you were hoping I'd carry it, and then we both said we're hungover, and there was a look of despair on both our faces. I, I don't think I could carry a tea bag right about now. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know when you shut your eyes and it's bliss because you're not the, the, the light in the world is making your head hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, re- <laughs> you're really enjoying those blinks, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You just go, all right, I'm going to blink a bit more often and really have to cherish them. I'm okay. Um, I didn't really know how I'd feel, but I've had a very um, very, very intensive uh, project for the last few days. Secret, secret writing project. Secret Ooh, writing project. What is not, it? Not allowed to tell people. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. I might be rebooting a certain Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> I'd love it if you rewrote Mickey Mouse. How would you do it? What would you change about the the fundamental? This is very interesting, actually. I watched. Oh, it is actually. 
Because you said, what <laughs> was your... Ch- so unusual, so unexpected <laughs> that you'd have a, a Mickey Mouse-based interesting anecdote. Let me tell you a really great Mickey Mouse uh, tale. I watched two Mickey Mouse cartoons the other day, just on random. I don't need to. <laughs> I've got Disney Plus. I've never had it before. And I just thought, oh, I watched a Mickey Mouse. So I watched Steamboat Willie, which is the first ever Mickey Mouse cartoon. I think it's one of the first ever uh, animations with with sound and with voice acting. What is Mickey Mouse? I was just watching it what is what is he? Is he a cheeky? Because he's a bit of a cheeky mouse, but... I don't, I don't associate that with Mickey. He's just sort of like a nice guy. Like, he's so shit. He's so not, shit. I've not watched Mickey Mouse for... And maybe since... Yeah, what does happen? What's an average episode? Does he get into a scrape and then get out of a scrape? Because I feel like the other classics of... Well, I suppose they're a bit later. But even that era, like Popeye, yeah, yeah, Tom and Jerry, and then you move later, you have like Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. They have clear defining things. Mickey Mouse is just nothing. Right, with strong opinions on Mickey Mouse. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring him back. I'm gonna bring him back, and he's gonna be a drug dealer, everybody. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, and you tell him to kids, don't be like Mickey. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Start smoking, you'll be like Mickey Mouse yeah, yeah. in a few years. Don't do Mickey. Yeah. Mini, Minnie's on the street corner. Oh God, what a sad. That'll be a desolate. That sort of, there's quite a lot of nihilistic movies coming out at the moment, aren't there, due to everything being awful. You could really chuck Mickey Mouse into that. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, yeah, that's my attention. My attention is it's a dark, gritty Mickey Mickey Mouse reboot. <laughs> I often feel that about Batman, when people are talking about, like, oh, Batman, the new Batman's so edgy. It's like, fundamentally, the man dresses up as a bat. I don't want it to be that realistic. I... 100% agree with you, <laughs> I always just think, I come on, guys. Like, can we yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? He's a bloke just no, a bat fighting a clown. Like, there's not <laughs> that much to it. <laughs> yeah, it really says a lot about modern America. Does it? Does it really? Does it? Or does it say more about that you're a little kid trapped in a man's <laughs> body and you're so desperate for this to mean something that you'll project any sort of socio-cultural commentary on it? It's actually yeah. about it's actually about capitalism and how what it's like. No, it's not. It's about a bloke just as a bat with some cool gadgets fighting a fucking penguin. Go home and look after your daughter and fucking have a cup of tea and think about your life. I'm glad we, we couldn't agree more on that. <laughs> I don't think... I, I think I should have got about four more hours sleep before I did this. <laughs> no, I really agree. So stupid. But anyway, I, had a, I'd have, I ended up having a few drinks last night, which I didn't mean to. Because then basically there was that. I was ending this thing and then immediately it was me and my wife's anniversary yesterday. And we had some drinks oh, for that. How long have you been married for now? Uh, 40 years. Oh, wow, your skin looks very good. What moisturiser do you use? <laughs> oh, it's not available for the likes of you, Johnny. Oh, so it's a London moisturiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's exciting. So it was your anniversary. What did you do? Anything fun? Uh, we haven't done anything yet because I, I didn't know what I could do because I, I, I was like, oh, babe, I'm so, I'm just so busy. You know, you're, 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 you've married such a jet setter. You've but then I did, week, in, in the end, she went out with some friends and I just joined her. And just sat with them. And they kept being like, this is your anniversary. I go, yeah, this is our anniversary. <laughs> but then tonight we're going to go bowling. <laughs> How romantic. Yeah. That's really nice that you're going bowling for your anniversary. She's a lucky woman. <laughs> babe, we're going bowling. Disgusting <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> By the way, babe, uh, just, just to let you know, it is going to be brilliant and romantic, but when you get in there, you need to pretend you're under 12 because that <laughs> there is a discount. <laughs> Put on these clothes, eat this hot dog, chuck this ball at those skittles. It's a good life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess 
if that's how you frame it, <laughs> then it isn't romantic. If it's me going, put these clothes on, eat this hot dog, throw this ball at them Skittles. <laughs> yeah, your, your wife is lacking a bit of agency in that discussion. Yeah, I think it's more like um, it's us sort of holding hands as we reach for the ball, you know? Oh, like yeah. Lady and the Tramp, you know, when they eat the... the, the the spaghetti. The spaghetti and they end up kissing. Yeah. Me and my wife, it's going to be like that, but it's going to be... Well, um, big ball. It's going to be a ball. Ball. <laughs> 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 smooching half the side of a ball. <laughs> really tonguing it. <laughs> those, those two are eating that ball. <laughs> Why are they eating that bowling ball? Once uh, Sophie and I went uh, bowling, Sophie was on a period... Not a good time of the month. Don't want to be sexist, but it does. Uh, and she um, got a ball two in a row, screamed fucking left. But <laughs> <laughs> so we paid like twenty. Like it's it's not cheap. Yeah, bowling. it was I, a clear mistake. That is one thing I'm. I've actually just thought about it because it was actually my. I don't want to go into too much of my personal life, but it was my wife's idea. To go bowling, oh, really? not me. And I went, oh, that's so great. Yeah, let's do that. But the thing is, bowling is one of those things that's so great in theory. Yeah. It's so fun in my head when I think how it's going to feel. Like, oh, oh strike. Uh-oh, need the spare. But really, it's quite long. And yeah. it's a lot of just sitting on your own, just sort of thinking about how much you, how much you fucked it. Like, oh, fuck, I can't get away back. <laughs> it's a bit like podcasting in that sense. It's yeah, such yeah. a good idea until you actually have to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. Spot like spot like darts and snookers like that too, isn't it? Where it feels like, yeah, I just want to get this there, and then you try to do it and you fail and you feel like such a fuck lump because it's like, how can it be this difficult to get the ball to hit those big pins? But yeah. it is. It is. It's look. It might be the it might be the last day of your marriage. So so late. Any ladies listening? Any ladies? Uh, next week, Sean might be a free man on yeah. the free highway. I would say that that would represent uh, a very typical trajectory for me and my love life. Is <laughs> I have a lo- a nice relationship. We go bowling once, and within a week, divorce Broken proceedings up. have ended. Yeah, yeah. they have concluded. Yeah, yeah. She in the court. They were like, "Why do you want to divorce this man?" And then he'd look. The judge would look at you and go, "I get it." Instantly, <laughs> come on, Johnny. <laughs> Sign the paper. No, because you'd be broken hearted. A broken hearted Sean. That'd be my nickname. That's my new podcast, Broken Hearted Sean. I'd, I'd listen to that. You're just crying for an hour. Thank God. Alexa, why? You could. The seven stages of grief. You know, and yeah, it'd be a great pod. Yeah, we'll You should make that it. pod. All right, cool, man. Um, I'll, divor- I'll divorce Sophie. We haven't married yet. I'll marry Sophie very quickly, divorce her for next week. You divorce Alexa, and then we do the seven stages of grief with Johnny Pallum and Sean McLaughlin. But no one's died. The seven stages of, of relationship grief. Is that really the best we can come up with? The seven stages of relationship grief? I mean, I, I, I've never said this before. I think even failing better is a, is a, is a better title than that. <laughs> Failing better. <laughs> Sorry. What have you been up to then, Johnny? Why are you so uh, hungover? I just I've discovered rum and coke in quite a big way, Sean. <laughs> and it's delicious. And it slips down so easily. And then before you know it, it's one AM, yelling at a traffic light, having a good time. Is that the trajectory you were on last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven PM a meat and cheese board. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, and then just kept drinking. Really, it was no. There was no. 
yeah, there was, it wasn't planned at all, but sometimes they can be the most fun nights. And yesterday was very fun. I agree. I yes. agree. Spontaneity is the spice of life. So today, tonight, as a little treat for my wife as we go on our anniversary walk to the bowling alley, <laughs> I might spontaneously suggest, hey, why don't we go to a different bowling alley? Ooh. That, that, I mean, you've got to keep the spices alive. You've got to. You've got to get the cinnamon, get the turmeric, <laughs> get the paprika. <laughs> I've got to get, I've got to get more paprika in my relationship, man. <laughs> this, this is this is flat sauce. <laughs> oh, um, my big news is uh, I've been asked to be a judge on the Manchester Heat or the Northern Heat of the BBC New Comedy Awards. Well, what- so if you're a new comedian, the BBC New Comedy Awards are open. You can enter. If you get to Manchester, I will be the judge, and I am corrupt and I am very cheap. So. Good news if you want to try and bribe me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Listeners to this show, I think Johnny has is, Johnny is given you an incredible opportunity there. I mean, I don't know if we get many new comedians listening. If so. if you, Even if you're not, if you want to, if you're fancy getting to the final of the BBC New Comedy Awards, and just bring me half a can of lilt and I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> half a can of lilt. They, they, you know, every man has his price. Yeah. Johnny's is half a can of lilt. Yeah, I just like a bit of chicken from KFC. A bit I mean, of chicken and half a can of lilt. Well, yeah, they give you I'm, both at the same time. Well, they, they've they've won then. You've won the whole competition. You've won the whole competition. I'll, I'll speak to Fern Brady and I'll make sure you've won the whole competition. Now, here's here's an interesting uh, concept, Johnny. Yeah. What if I entered the competition? I mean, talk about an inside job. It'd be the ultimate card. What's the first prize for the BBC the Act of the Year competition? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a thousand pounds and a thirty-minute pilot. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, I'd love that. You'd have to wet because people know that you're coming. If you wore a big moustache or something, yeah, yeah. If you, you, yeah, you should. Shane enter. McGooglin. <laughs> hello, now, Shane McGooglin here. I want this to happen more than anything. So Shane McGooglin's going to apply for the BBC New Comedy Awards. Knock, knock. Who's there? Shane McGooglin. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> and and you're, you're just like wiping tears from your eyes. Just yeah, going, the issue brilliant. Sean, is, <laughs> with stuff like that, you're going to win without any need for the corruption. It's <laughs> the problem. McGooglin's stuff will be better than mine. I'll end up in this horrible, vicious cycle. I won't know where I, where I end and McGooglin begins. Pretty soon you'll be doing failing better with Shane McGooglin. <laughs> and Sean McLaughlin. You'll just be doing different voices. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, I'm really up for that. So, Shane McGooglin is... Um, so, so, actually, it's not worth really entering the BBC New Comedy Awards if you were thinking about it, because Shane McGooglin's got it. Shane McGooglin's got so. it. I mean, do you want to do a quick practice of your judgment? I mean, do, do you have to be on television and kind of <laughs> make, Sorry, yeah. and, like, make, make judgment on new acts? Yeah. You do. I yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good idea. What I'm gonna say is I don't like real... the fact that my tax my tax money is going towards that. I've never said that in my life. But I pay a licence fee and I did not pay it for that. When um, when there's a comedian friend called George Zach, who's a good friend of mine, who was went on news night and to talk about the Greek economy, because he's Greek. And let me tell you, this man is thick as pig shit. <laughs> like he's one of my best friends. But he was ringing me up to ask me about the Greek economy before he went on Newsnight <laughs> to talk to Andrew Neil, And I thought, this is a disgrace that he's getting money for this. But I do know what you mean. It is ridiculous that I'm in any sort of judging capacity. Well, I suppose today the equivalent of that would be if instead of you judging, it was Fiona Bruce. 
Yeah. <laughs> you went, what, she, mean, all she does is host question time. You go, well, now she's a judge on the... And, she's, she, and she was calling up, uh, I don't know. So, so do you want me? Do you want me to judge? Shall I, shall I say what I'm? Probably, I think I'm going to say the word "fresh voice" a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a fresh voice. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Go, it's a fresh voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's uh, a new perspective. That's a similar way of saying a fresh voice. New perspective. Love the car. Love the love the hat. If anyone's wearing a hat, I'll say I love the hat. <laughs> Loved the hat. <laughs> I like I like the idea that the hat has has got like a swastika on it. Uh, but, but you're just you're yeah. so you're like yeah, you're like cutie candidate yourself and just go I love the hat <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, yeah yeah I think it's going to be good I don't really know quality what, lilt uh, quality lilt no I won't mention the lilt you that might raise, a, that raise a they few gave flags. me a great can of lilt yeah just eat, <laughs> eating chicken in the background <laughs> just go along and just go I think this act has been a fresh voice I think this act has got a great hat. This act, what can I say? Uh, really distinctive newcomer. This act, Shane McGooglin, gave me a great can of lilt. So what can I say, rest of the judging panel? I'm stumped. <laughs> I'm excited to do it. Um, yeah, it will be very fun. Do you... I, the, the issue is also, I don't really want anyone good to win because there's already enough good comedians. So I think I'm going to be corrupt and also vote in the worst person. So if that sounds like you... Applying for the Northern Heat. Well, um, what a what a, well refreshing honesty, I suppose, from a comedy competition judge. The t- the type of honesty that most comedy competitions would dream of giving out. Yeah, uh, I think so. If you're bad and are willing to give me stuff, you're going me through, baby. That's really you're good. Going that, to London. It's good that you're doing it because you did a lot of comedy competitions. You did quite well in them, didn't you? Yeah, I got to the final of the BBC New Comedy Awards, which I think is why they're asking me. It went to popular vote. But you get two and a half grand or something to w- to win it then. And and the second place, there wasn't a second place. Did you get second? No, there wasn't a second place. So I got nothing. I was in the gutter with the other rats. And he was wandering around with two and a half grand. He's probably still got that now, that two and a half G's. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably pinned it on his wall, hasn't he, to spite me. <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect... <laughs> this is... Perfect for an upcoming episode. Steve is so funny. He's a good friend of mine. He lives actually quite close to me. Uh, oh, you and Steve. Maybe you do a fucking podcast. Great. I don't know where he gets his money from, but he's very generous. <laughs> he's very generous with me. Um, hanging out little all over the place on that. Oh yeah, just so you know that lilt was actually given to me by Steve Bouget that I give to you. you go, no. I, thought it, I thought it tasted bitter. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, we've got to get you on the pod. Um, get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. That feels very plausible. We could do like a how to, you know, <laughs> how to sneak, how to win a comedy competition. Way into winning a comedy competition. <laughs> I mean, if there's any uh, consolation, I flamed out at basically every comedy competition I've ever I ever did. I just never, I never did that you... well. I got to a couple of like tiny regional finals. I think came third in one of them, and then didn't place in the other. You've come up the other side of the mountain. I feel like I got quite lucky, really, because I did quite well in competitions and then got an agent and then, like, it was, I feel like you've, like... I think this is probably why you're a better actor than me now because you're, like, you had to work harder, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I would have still traded my route for yours. Let's put it that way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, clearly. But the world less travelled. You've had the world less travelled and it's turned you into the granite joke-forming machine you are. I'm a titanium alloy. I spew out poisonous gases and 
even more poisonous quips. And so the men in power, power that is. Uh, a pullback and reveal. And a pullback and reveal. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of terminology you're going to need at the top of your head. That, when are you starting that? that? I think that's a really funny idea for an episode. We'll get Steve it's not on. To like, it's literally not for months, I don't think. Great. I think they, so like the first... Plenty, th- pl- pl- plenty of time to yeah. try and butter You have Steve to up. apply now um, if you do want to it, but then you send a video in. So, like, you send a video of you doing, like, some amount of stand-up, and then they'll whittle you down to, like, heats. And Great. then the heats are in, like, September or something. Great. All right. Well, um, I'll do it. But, yeah, apply now if you want. I'll should we go it. on to the next section? Yeah, I think we should go to the next section. I think we should also say, yeah. as always, thank you for listening to this. We really are the home of witty banter. Um, and thank you for your emails. <laughs> you said emails weird. I then, did say that weird. Emails. Thank you for emails. I think the coffee hit it at that exact moment. We're going to have a mailbag again this week. Mail and fail, but I've got plenty of stuff to go through. Um, failingbetterpod at gmail.com if you want to write in. Also, you got to give us a review on iTunes or on whatever. I'll give us Please, a rating. We're, we're, flatlining, or... we're flatlining review-wise, aren't we? Yeah, we haven't had one in like a week or two. Two weeks. So just, if you're listening to this and you buy your computer, nip on, say Johnny's the best thing I've ever listened to, Sean's okay too, five stars, bing, bang, bosh. Uh, we get a lot of, I'm getting a lot of messages now saying from people saying, oh my God, I love the podcast. Who are you? From who? Like people who are real. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember all their names but I think we're getting a lot of I think it is growing a bit but like if you could give us a review or like subscribe or tell people to subscribe just tell people to subscribe they don't even need to listen I don't even really know what subscribe means does that mean that you you download it automatically I think so that would be great subscribe please. it's also that's what the charts are the charts are built on subscribers and not on I think listens. we've not been funny for a while now. We sort of have just started pleading for the last, like, four minutes. It's just been us being like, please. Oh, God. This is maybe the hangover speaking, but it has been quite a low-energy amount of low-energy pleading for a while now. All right. Look, if you subscribe, you will win the BBC New Comedy Award. All right. <laughs> if you subscribe to this podcast and give us a review, you will get into the final of the BBC New Comedy Award. No questions asked. No questions asked. Just, just send us, send us in the thing. Say I'm doing this heat. I'll speak to Fern Brady. You're in. You're oh in. God. Um, all we right. Can, then, then we can have our disciples really high up in the comment for the next like decade. We could just have a group of people who have all got their careers thanks to us, oh, and that'd help us long term. That'd really, yeah, yeah. That would really help, actually. Because we're not going to go big, I don't think. But we could be like the Godfathers of comedy. You know what I mean? Like we're like the people who like we made. <laughs> You know, it's millionaires who are doing arenas, and they're like, he's a good guy. He helped me win the BBC New Comedy Award. He's a good guy. He, wh- why? Why did he do that? I just liked a podcast he used to do. <laughs> I, gave him, I gave him my used lilt can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who did he do it with? Uh, well, he did it with Sean McLaughlin, who you may know better as Shane McGooglin. <laughs> what? Shane McGooglin's not his real name? Nope. The guy on Conan, the guy who replaced Conan, <laughs> Shane McGooglin? <laughs> First comedian to walk on the moon? <laughs> Hello there, I'm walking on the moon. <laughs> good stuff. It's good stuff. It's, it, it's, it, you have to be there, listeners. No, and sadly, no one could be because it's the moon. Because it's the moon. Bloody hell, um, I've had some tough gigs in my time, but no, no atmosphere in this place. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all 
All right. It's rubbish. All right. I'm... Do keep the emails. Do keep it all. Um, we are gonna. We're just gonna. We're just gonna keep bantering wittily for you. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, um, all right. Thanks. Let's, next section, shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should, I think you should say hello when you come back because we ended it by saying goodbye. We should say hello. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> great. Great note there. No, no, but just like a, a, like a hello, like a you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do it. Shall I? Hello. Welcome back to. Hello. 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 Is there anybody out there? <laughs> Welcome back to failing I need, I need a lot of sleep and a lot of painkillers. Um, this is the main section of the pod. We've already given you brilliant advice, such as buy a bigger house and win the BBC Comedy Award. But uh, now we're going to talk the about... The meat of the show. The, now it's That's the, meat the, of the bread show. of the show. This is the meat. This is and let's be honest, it was delicious bread. What good bread. But now comes the pastrami, the cheese... Whatever sort of filling you want. Maybe a tuna mayonnaise thing. And the, the filling today is how to make friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. <laughs> Can I say something, Johnny? Yeah. You got away with that, but just. <laughs> Listeners won't be privy to this, but as soon as he talked about, as soon as he uttered the phrase, it was nice bread, wasn't it? The, 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 there was like a ticking clock in his head of just uh, the fear in his eyes grew and grew and grew as he went through a range of sandwich fillings. <laughs> and actually, I thought you did pull it back from the brick there at the end. Um, I thought so too. I think I did say tuna mayonnaise type or something. I don't think I nailed it fully, but it was all right. It was all right. A, tu- a tuna mayonnaise type. Yeah, you know. 
like mackerel <laughs> or anchovies. I think that's a phrase. Anchovies? I think that's a phrase. <laughs> Who's getting that? Ask for tuna mayonnaise. Cool, well, they didn't have it, so I got you anchovy sandwich. That's the sort of thing you'd get when you do like a, a, an online shop, isn't it? When they go, you didn't have any beans, so we've got you a bomb site. Alright, <laughs> 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 mate. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. You asked for cornflakes, didn't have any, so I bought you this, this mattress. See ya. See you later, mate. <laughs> it can be like that. Anyway. Uh, that's why I, I always support the high street. You've got to get out there and shop local. Shop local. But also, um, you've got to help the delivery drivers too. So what do we do about that? Just You just buy more food than you could ever eat. Capitalism. It's a great system. It's not bad. Um, it's not bad. And I say that as somebody who's not one in it. <laughs> it's not a system that's treating me that well at the minute. But you can't knock it. How to make friends and influence people by whom? Dale Carnegie. Now, this um, is a very famous book, right? Very famous one. I uh, thought it'd be a good one for the pod for two reasons. Number one, our friendship is, let's be honest, fraying at the seams. Number two, I don't have many friends in my life generally. So I thought this one could be a good tactic for me. Johnny. Good book to read. Johnny, I, I view you as a man with many a friend. I think I've moved to Manchester, struggling for friends in Manchester. This is how bad it got, Sean, the other day. This is an embarrassing story I'm about to tell you. Please don't laugh. I was in Waterstones in the self-help section, as is my way, thinking, how can I organise my life to be a more productive, efficient human being? Failing better. Failing better. Five-star reviews. Exactly. Get, get them reviews on them. A man was also in the self-help aisle. We started talking about self-help. I thought he was quite funny. He was quite charming. Oh, I thought, no. maybe this guy... It's Peter Kay, isn't it? It's Peter Kay. I thought, this guy is talking a lot of sense about garlic bread, and songs are very difficult to hear. <laughs> so, I'm gonna... <laughs> so, I, I asked him on a friend date, Sean. Yeah? And it was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life, and he said, oh, I, I, I can't, I'm busy. And he, then... No... No, it was really hard for so me. What, I think he. What happened? I think he thought I. So I just said, "Oh yeah, we were laughing, haha, <laughs> self improvement, garlic bread." It was very good. And then I said, uh, <laughs> and "I said, oh, you do fancy getting a coffee or something?" And he said, "Oh, I well, can't." Right now, were you like, right? Do you want to get a coffee right now? Yeah, because we're having fun, and I was like, "Oh, I've got some time. I had some time to kill." And he said, "Oh, I can't." And then I felt too embarrassed to say, "Do you want to take my number?" So I just you know walked away, feeling quite sad. Johnny, I think that's a really good story. I don't think you should feel bad about that. You put yourself out there. You make you, you you. I was swatted like a fly against a window, Sean. Well, sometimes you're the fly, and sometimes you're the windshield. That's life. <laughs> what a profound thing to say. That's life, Johnny. That's life. I think you um. I think you put yourself out there, and I think you should be proud of that. I think you should Thank be proud you. of that. You got you got a friend in me for life. Yes. Yes. For life, okay? Yeah. So, I think a big problem with me, why I don't have many friends, is because I feel like the, the level of friend I can attract, I want more than. You know what I mean? It's really, really, really hard to take that as anything other than an insult. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you... Well, I've just said, you've got a friend of me for life, you, and then you've immediately said, <laughs> I think the biggest problem I have with friendships is the type of friends I have, I just want better, I want better friends. <laughs> 
not you that you're very interesting but i've got a few people you just think come on just say so you know it's people who tell not you i don't mean you <laughs> i realized that was bad timing mm. but i I'd, I'd heard what you said i took taken it in and then i was making a separate comment okay like i people some people who are just really bad at telling a story boring people i find it difficult to know how to talk to boring people it is difficult most people are boring I think that's true. I do, think and I that's don't true. mean that as an insult necessarily. I would say I'm relatively boring. But you, your brain will say things like, "Oh, I've never heard that before." Where some people will just be like, "Oh, yeah," you know, they just fucking people are boring. Not everyone's pulling out a steamboat willy. <laughs> exactly. Anecdote, straight out Mickey the game. Mickey Mouse, straight out the top. Anyway, so that's my issue, Johnny. I, 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 bit- I'm very sad to hear that. I'm very sad to hear that. But you know what? I think um, I think it's good that you've not used. For self-reflection, I think it's good that you started blaming the general public. The thing about me is, You're- I do don't like to look inside myself very much. Yes, I like to blame others, and it's a system that's worked for me very well up to this point. Yes, you're like an I'm incel, a- but it's not sex. It's it's companionship. It's any human connection. Yeah, it's companionship. Yeah, yeah. So the world is too ugly and unattractive for me to want to be in it. This is. I would say something now. This is gone from being a very fun episode to, <laughs> to one of the most harrowing conversations I've ever been involved in. Just get on with the fucking book, Johnny. So, that's, why you don't have any, that's why you don't have any friends. You're a Debbie Downer. I am a Debbie Downer. I'm a Debbie. I'm a Debbie Doer. How to Make Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Look, it's all sort of, quite a lot of it's quite similar stuff. So I've sort of bracketed. He's got lots of sections. All these are different sections. And, I would, and I would also assume, sorry to interrupt, but I would assume this yeah. is going to be very useful for a lot of our listeners. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you've, got, if you've got an active social life, I don't know what you're doing listening to this shit. Yeah, keep, keep the five-star reviews coming in and do spend a bit of extra time to give us a nice review. Yes. Thank you. And a bit more extra time to apply for the BBC New Comedy Awards, which we Absolutely. guarantee you will win. And bring me a quiche. If anyone brings me a quiche, they've won on the spot. <laughs> That's a new one. You bring me a quiche. Quiche and a lilt. God, your stomach's <laughs> going to be going ballistic. Yeah. The other judges won't be happy. I'm just eating a quiche Ooh, and farting. Casual competition. <laughs> like a king. <laughs> a king with no power. It's gone mad on quiche. Um, do not criticise, condemn or complain. See, this is the issue with, I think... I thought this book was quite shit, if I'm honest with you, to go in early. Because a lot of it is like, don't complain. At one point he says, never win an argument because it makes people feel bad. He's like, if you win an argument, all oh, it does is make the other person feel unhappy and then you don't, they don't want you to, you know, you, that annoys them so they're not on your side. But it feels like sometimes you've got to win an argument. You know what I mean? I have never won an argument. And I, you must have and I do won an argument. I've, I honestly don't think I've ever won an argument. I don't, we have I don't an argument really think, now? Yeah, let's have an argument. But all right. all right, I don't even know what constitutes an argument. But I know um, that I've ne- what I'm basically saying, I've never walked away from any social interaction and thought I did well there. <laughs> that's, I think that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I think I've always thought I feel like I've come out of that much worse than I went in. All right, let's have an argument. Think, what do you want? You set the topic. Um, what's the what? What are we arguing about? Um. Uh, that Mickey Mouse oh, is super. Please, can we not talk about Mickey Mouse? <laughs> All right, let's not talk about Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> that uh, Aldi is a better shop than Tesco. Okay, and wh- what am I saying? 
Well, which, what, what, which side of that do you think you believe? Whatever one makes me makes you like me more. <laughs> the most pathetic of responses. I think Aldi's the cooler one because Aldi's the one where you can buy like a fucking sheep in the middle of aisle, can't you? All right, so I'm I'm pro Tesco. No, you're pro Aldi. All oh, right, okay, I'm pro Aldi. You're pro Tesco. This might be too boring to know. I think this section's really... We've driven off a cliff. No, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. I think th- th- we're going to... Te- we're giving listeners an example of what not to do by having an <laughs> argument about whether Aldi or Tesco is better. An argument. So we're arguing about it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll go first. Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're a waste of time. You're a waste of space. You're a waste of skin. How can you fucking sit there and say that shit about Aldi Everyone knows Aldi's better. It's cheaper. It's German. That's it. <laughs> With Tesco, every little helps. That advert, every little helps. You're absolutely right, Johnny. You've changed my mind. <laughs> oh, you lost. See, 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 you did lose that argument. Oh, What you should have said is you should have called me a, a twat ma. That was because I would, that was really affecting my self esteem, and I what think you you kept doing that a few times. You'd have you'd have won the won the argument. Is that so? That's your that's your that's your thing. You think is just call people twats. It is a lot of what I do. But I think the key... What this guy says, the key... <laughs> it is a lot of what I do, actually. I think about it. The key... This guy says the key is to find common ground. Oh. So rather than... So rather than me being... You know, you told me to fuck off a lot. I don't know if you remember. Um, but rather than say fuck off, say fuck on. <laughs> Come on to my fuck and let's talk about All right. Well, then we'll do it again where we yeah. have an argument and then we change and we try and get common ground. Find common ground. Okay, right. so this is... This, this, I hope you got your notepads out. I hope the whole family is gathered round yeah. in your new <laughs> and you've mansion. you've got a better job. Yeah, you've got a better job. In this economy, are you kidding me? Um, okay, how are you affording this? You go with the first prize that I've guaranteed to win at the BBC <laughs> yeah. Comedy Award. All right. <laughs> Hey, man, what are you talking about? You trying to tell me you seriously think Tesco is better than Aldi? I'll say it again. Every little helps. You're a dickhead. That's nothing. That's just a scandal. That's nothing. But, Sean, you're a dickhead too. Fuck on. Fuck on? Fuck on. (laughs) I think you're my best friend. We've both got dicks on our heads and we're both socially poor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've just realised that actually there is common ground between us. Namely that we both have penises on our head. (laughs) And that we're socially poor. What a great way of putting it. And also, it doesn't matter about Aldi and Tesco. You're just a human in this world. I'm just a human in this world. Let's be friends. Let's be more than friends. Marry me, baby. I will. And we can have peculiar sex as we both have penises on our heads. (laughs) Oh, Sean. Oh, that feels so good. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm pregnant. Uh-oh. I'm not ready to be a dad. Goodbye. Oh, no. Now I have to go and shop at Aldi because it's the cheaper option. But oh, every time I do, it reminds me of him. I miss him. I- I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not ready to be a father. I'm t- certainly not with another man with his dick with a dick on his head. <laughs> I'm not ready to be in a gay relationship with a man with a clear physical abnormality that matches my own. It's too much. It, it, I, I see your reasons, but you've got to do it for the little one. 
I'm going to the Cotswolds and I will not be coming back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now, now it's 18 years in the future and I'm the kid. I'm like the, the son that we've had. And I'm walking around the Cotswolds looking for you. Yeah. I'll just be one minute. God. Oh, so I knocked my penis against the door. Oh, my God. Silly penis. Open the door. Hello? <laughs> oh, I fear this day. <laughs> I believe you've got a vagina on your head. Yeah, I believe you are my dad. <laughs> I I want to see some poof. Well, uh, I've got, uh, well, as you said, I've got a vagina on my head, and you've got a penis on your head. Loads of people have vaginas on their heads. That's not. I want a I want a DNA test. Okay, let's go to the DNA test centre here in the Cotswolds. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That is that the sound of people going to the DNA test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. I think you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh no! The blood test—it hurts. Why? Why did they take it out of the penis on my head? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You are, you are my daughter. I'm sorry I abandoned you. I was not willing or able to take care of you, but now I'm a more mature man, and I would love to play some part in your life. Great. Shall we pick up some party gear at my favourite supermarket of Tesco? I also like Tesco. <laughs> Isn't it funny how these things are genetic? Yes, I guess you could say every little helps. The end. Wow. That wow. was one of the best. Tolstoy, watch out. You've been fucked. <laughs> You've been fucked. <laughs> that was one of the best toys that's ever been so made. So I, um, I hope that helped you. Li- <laughs> I hope the <laughs> listeners have learned a little bit about how to make a friend been. in this world. Yeah, you've just got to... <laughs> find the common ground there the common ground was us both having penises on our heads yeah yeah and, and and that might be the one for you or it might be you know something else you both like sort of um woolly jumpers could be that yeah what uh, look size seven feet you might have size seven is. feet i would say that would be a very bold thing to, to throw in the middle of an argument Go fuck you! How can you say that? <laughs> fuck you and say, "Hey, look, man, why are we doing this? We've both got size seven feet, haven't we?" I'd love it, and that would make me very happy. Oh. what size feet are yours? What a great question, Johnny. <laughs> um, like sixteen, seventeen. Oh, right, move on. No, we're all right. <laughs> Do you know what? We're all right, Johnny. I can buy my shoes are can be bought at regular shops, and yes, due to the size of them. I'm severely limited with the range available. And I'm usually in some back corner, the sort of freak section of the shoe shop, while all the cool kids are like walking around those sports shops like, whoa, let's try this one, let's try this one. I'm going to the back. You're like Hagrid at the yeah, back. Yeah, I've got like, oh, like, it's a sack. It's a sack with some rope. Is that my option, is it? Can we get a night tick on that? And then you have to go, have you got any size 14s in the back? Of course we've not got size 14s, you fucking freak. <laughs> I, I say that's very unprofessional. Okay, that's very, that's very unprofessional. I'm sorry. They go, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You're a freak. <laughs> and then you say, but you've got size 14 feet too. They start to cry. You find common ground. The relationship is built. <laughs> the relationship becomes sexual ASAP. <laughs> um, ASAP, motherfucker. Cool. So, another one is be generous with your praise. But I think to not criticise, condemn or complain and be generous with your praise are quite similar. Because basic idea is people work better when they feel... Uh, supported and cared for in your company or in your life. Yes, and I think that we're good at that on this podcast. 
We never criticise, we never condemn, we only ever praise. It's- By the way, I think you look particularly handsome today. Johnny, I take that in the spirit it was intended. And I've got to say, I love the way you're wearing those headphones, bro. I love you. Okay. Oh, fuck. I am crashing hard, man. I am absolutely... My, I'm tail spinning emotionally and physically. When are you falling in love? You're falling in love in a hopeless place. Falling in love in a hopeless place. I truly have fallen in love in the most hopeless place. <laughs> in the Mood podcast. Pe- failing better metaverse. <laughs> By the way, do keep those five-star reviews coming, listeners. Why don't I have any friends? Why doesn't Why Johnny have friends? I? Um, I think I, I think it would be a fun t- uh, competition to do. By the way, we could do win a friend date with Johnny Pelham. But <laughs> uh, the problem is, there's, there's a lot of oddballs out there. Yeah, but not not in our listenership. Hundred percent wall to wall quality. I I think. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone who listened to us graduated with first from Oxford. <laughs> that's what I imagine our demographic is. I think that makes you probably more of an oddball, though, doesn't it? That is true. Uh, uh, but they all went to public school because privilege has no place on failing Number three, remember people's names. Well, that's a big problem for me, certainly. I think that, I assume worst. that's a massive problem for you. I can't explain how many people I know. Quite, I've got no idea what any of my neighbours are called. Or just, just anyone. I forget names so quickly. Yeah, me too. I sort of don't... Um, I think it's one of those things where I don't really care if people forget my name. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. anything. But for some people, that's so important. But I genuinely well, don't mind. So maybe I need to... I mean, I do need to work on that. Sophie's family were around on, like, the weekend. And it was a nightmare. Because I just didn't know any of their names. And it's way past the point where I definitely should. And so I just had to be like... And I was making coffee for them all. But I couldn't ask any of them any questions. <laughs> So I just had to be like, you, hello, mate. What do you... <laughs> yeah. like, it was, it was you, awful. hello, mate. <laughs> you, how do you have your coffee? And then, yeah, it was, I hate it. In Edinburgh, Harriet Kelmsley, good friend, not yet been on the pod, always just puts headphones on so with no music on so she can ignore people if she needs to. Well, it's a very good, good tip, that. It's a very good skill. Uh, I actually lived with Harriet Kemsley at Edinburgh Fringe 2018. I know she was doing that around the house. So that's uh, <laughs> it's good, good to know what game she was playing. Yeah, yeah. I may, And that makes sense. Live with Sean, pop in your headphones. That's the rules. Uh-oh. Um, um, no, I'm pretty bad at it. I'm actually good at faces, though. I think I know when I've met someone. Like, I can always say we've met, but I, but I can't ever remember the name. Number five, Sean, is know the value of charm. Wow. Do you, would you say you know the value of charm? Uh, well, it's not for me to say. I think it's more for the people around me to say. But I think I'm... I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but I think I could be a pretty charming motherfucker what I need to be. Would you say you're Mr. Charming? Hmm. I wouldn't say Mr. Charming. Mr. Charming's my dad's name. <laughs> I'm Master Charming. Give me a situation, I'll be charming in it, and then and then I'll give you a situation to see if you could be charming. Do you think you're charming? I do not think I'm charming in anywhere. I think I'm the, whatever the opposite of charming is. I think you have a charm, 
I think people go. Not, I think some people go. Oh, this is charming. Like when they when they see a sort of like burnt out barn that they've turned into a pasty <laughs> shop. I think they go. Oh, it's got its charm. That's you. Yeah, Whereas I'm not, charm. I'm not renovating. Yeah. In, in too much, you can still see the bleakness within. Yeah. Whereas I'm like Jude Law. Like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. 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 So I'm by an expensive. I'm a woman. Oh, I'm a man actually. I'm, there's the clip, there's the clip for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm by um, a restaurant mm. and you are walking past me and I've just dropped my umbrella. Ah, sir, dropped your brolly. Best not drop your marbles too. I'm sorry, it's just meant to be charming. <laughs> Sir, drop your brolly. Best not drop their marbles too. I, I have been, I have got some marbles in my hand because I was just about to come from the marble playing competition. Oh. I finished runner up. Runner Again, up. Steve Pichet won. Well, if you are running up that, why don't we go into this restaurant and run up a big bill? Oh, I exclusively drink champagne, lobster, and other expensive things. Will that be okay? I also love a lovely drink of lobster. Let's do it! Woohoo! Will this... Also, I'd like a can of lilt. A lilt for the lucky lad. <laughs> oh. Excellent. I'm charmed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. How did you find that? Was that charming, Johnny? I found I I I saw a, a higher version of myself created before me. What do they mean by charm in this book? Does it explain what he means by charm? It basically, what it says is that um, we underestimate the importance of charm and get. It basically means getting on, getting along with people. So it's like you've got you're going to the job interview. It's actually it's not your CV that's going to get you the job. It is by. Um, making people like you essentially the whole book it is quite sycophantic it's all about you to get ahead you need people to like you and what you should do to make people like you is a series of tricks and techniques and it is i think it is a bad book i think you if you read this book you become a less moral person okay well let's do it let's do a job interview then and see yeah. like you're you're interviewing for the job and i have the yeah. one hiring and i'll see if you can make me like you enough all right so what's the job um chief operator at the kellogg's uh, factory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Jonathan Pelham. Uh, come in, Johnny. Hi there, mate. Really groovy, um, groovy pad you've got here. Yes, thank you. It's actually uh, not a pad, per se. It's actually, I'm not sure if you noticed, a huge factory that makes Kellogg's products. But I appreciate the sentiment. I just think, you know, the way you've made the, the the walls look and things, it looks like a groovy pad, something Austin Powers would be proud of. <laughs> also, I really think you are cool too. And I'd love this job because I think it really fits perfectly with my uh, skill set. Well, you talk the talk. What are the skills that you're bringing to the job? I love Rice Krispies, that crackle pop. And the other one. <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, obviously, when we get you nice and trained, we'll teach you what that other one was. <laughs> and um, and just generally, I really, really like um, breakfast. I think it's the most important meal of the day. And um, I've, I've got a, a, an engineering degree as well. I should probably mention that, shouldn't I? Wowee, wowee. Well, I'll From be... From Yeovil University. Whoa, the big Y. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a YU alumni as well. I'm liking you, which is the key thing about this job because, frankly, it doesn't look like you have the skills for this job. You have an engineering degree and you don't even know who the, who the ones are on the Rice Krispies box. However, you really complimented my groovy pad earlier. And I, can I just reiterate, what a groovy pad you've got. It, do you know what? That makes all the difference in the world. You're hired. Is there an interior decorator in my pants? Or am I just happy to see you? So that's life. <laughs> Guys, that went so well, Johnny. Thank you. You knew exactly what to say and when to say it. Yeah, I think the groovy pad helped. I complimented <laughs> you. I remembered your name. You didn't have a name. I think all the rest are sort of the same. Should we move on to the mess and fail pad? <laughs> oh, shit, though. It's be quick to admit your own mistakes. Are you quick to admit your own mistakes? <clears throat> I've never made a mistake. I mean, all I'll say is this pod's 14 episodes in now. <laughs> it doesn't feel like... <laughs> it doesn't feel like we're, we're quick four... to reverse that of a corner. We're doing a 15th episode hungover. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, the problem is the sort of the amount of mistakes I make are so vast. It's like a full time job to apologise. Yeah, I've got. There's you, not enough time. Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like the current government in the UK. I, I have to just you just have to bomb Keep on going. because yeah. there's always more mistakes to be made. Yeah, it's you're fundamentally you can't apologise for the great flaw which is your disdain for the common person a bit like the Tory government hello satire what's that in my pocket it's a bit of goddamn satire it's a bit of it's it's, it's very um yeah that'll that'll get them that'll get them chattering that might be the thing that makes Bobby Susan that'll get them chattering I think that whiplashing yeah number 10 uh oh <laughs> feeling better bloody coming from me <laughs> they've got an army of very charming people on their side <laughs> they certainly do we know how to influence people now though so we could maybe we should become politicians uh, Us as a podcast <laughs> Yeah, we're the first podcast To run for office I think that could be yeah. really interesting I think it'd be interesting What would our policies be? Uh, listen to our podcast <laughs> And also Let's get those potholes pot filled in Let's get those potholes Get the potholes filled in And the potholes narrowed down Like cut down Yeah, yeah. That's our policy That's our policy And higher taxation and higher taxation, and then on fire taxation. Why did we hire Whoa. him in the first place? <laughs> we'll fire taxation. We'll fire. We'll fire. We'll find that bloody taxation, and we'll bloody get tell it to sling its hook. Uh, income tax. Fuck off, mate. What are you doing? You're taking all. You're taking all my dollars. Failing all right, uh, I think things are degenerating, and I really need a paracetamol. So let's uh, <laughs> let's end this section. I hope you've all learnt a lot about making friends. <laughs> I think that was one of the weird. I think that was one of the least helpful ones. But I do think that the book is quite a poor book. So even though we haven't really covered it very well, I don't think you're missing much. It is. If you, it's a book that's very famous as well, isn't it? I think it's because it was one of the fe the first ones. But it is really. It is. You have. I think it basically says just do what. Just make yourself likable at all costs, which feels like a flawed way to live your life. Certainly, the opposite. I take the opposite approach. I don't mind if um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's always good to. I do think it genuinely. I do think it's you have to get on with people. That, I do think li life is about navigating people. I do believe that. 
But what if someone is intolerable or racist? Because, like, like, don't attempt to win an argument is fine, but it is a problem if you're dealing with a sort of issue that, you know, you need to be... You know, if someone's saying they don't think black people should be allowed in the country, you can't go, well, all right, fair enough. Well, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, I'm very lucky that perhaps in my line of business, I've not tended to work with people who who would just say that. <laughs> who would, who would but, say that, and then I'd go, oh, well, I need to do this piece of work. Um, that's true. I would so agree. Just, I would say, I don't them. agree with that. Goodbye forever. Yeah, that's oh, I think what you should say. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are you... Don't, don't suck off a racist man. I'm a sex what addict. What will end to the to this section of the pod? Sean blowing a racist, <coughs> having listened too much to how to make friends and influence oh, people. God, this is with with sliding again. Right, mail and fail bag. Let's get yeah. in there. Welcome back to failing better. This is the mail and the fail bag. Mail ah. and fail bag. Johnny's favourite section. Johnny's favourite section. What's what's your favourite section until the middle, is it? I don't know after that one. That one um, was a, I think that one was a weird one. <laughs> I think people learn a lot. I think people are, I think we're, we're still providing a very important educational service to the people of this country. My worry was that it slipped too much into self improvement and strayed too far away from comedy. That was my worry as well. We were we were too sincere about what we needed to do in each situation. Um have All you, right. Have you got any mails for us? We've got some interesting mails this week. We'll read a couple out. First one is from a man, I believe, called Dean Ashton. Wasn't is, there a footballer called Dean Ashton? Am I getting who played up front for like Norwich? Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, at is West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. He, did he play he was, for England once? Or like he did play for England. I think but, did, didn't he have loads of injuries and he had to retire yeah, very young? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dean, is this you? Great. So presumably this will be about football. This one, which I am actually, I can answer football. I got a lot. I've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of skill at football. He's, yeah, that's Johnny's area of expertise. Johnny, just quick before we go, what's your favourite football phrase? Uh, come on, lads, get it in the net. Here's hoping that's relevant here. Hi, says Dean Ashton. Two women joggers ran past me the other day. <laughs> and it sounds, <laughs> sounds like it could be Dean Ashton. Well, this, you've read this before, presumably, then. So it's I, not like... And then I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I, yeah. Two women joggers ran past me the day, and one said to the other, I put loads of... Think, can, I, can I just say, do you think they jogged, or do you think they ran? Um, I... I uh, it's quite... He's, he's made... He said they're joggers, and then they're running. What's going I on? wouldn't... Um, what speed would, are they going at? I wouldn't... I, I mean, I don't know. Dean Ashton, very good ten, at football. Ten knots. I think they go ten <laughs> knots. <laughs> ten knots, 10 p.m. Great. Hi. Two women joggers ran past me the other day, and one said to the other, I put loads of yoghurt on it. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack already, and we're not even a third of the way through. <laughs> I've no idea what the problem was, but I'm convinced there was a better solution. <laughs> Have you given advice based on an overheard conversation? Well, he doesn't know what the problem was. What if the problem was there's not enough yoghurt on my... <laughs> there's not enough yoghurt on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced there's a better solution here. 
What do you, I guess if it is like an injury or something, like if it's a jogging injury, putting yogurt on it would be unhelpful. Yeah, that would be a problem. Like if one of them's broken their leg <laughs> mid-jog, it's got, I appear to have broken my leg in three places. I think the, I think the bone is starting to pierce the skin. And then the yep. other person just went, I put loads of yogurt on it. <laughs> I would say, you're right, Dean. That isn't the best solution. But if the problem is, you know, I, I want a bit more creaminess to my... Um, you know, to my sauce. Put some yogurt. God in almighty, it. Johnny! You've got to think of one thing that you put yogurt in. Sauce. That's what you went for. Please, please the hangover. Me, the hangover's sauce? hit me now. You know when your your brain, you think, well, my brain's got this. It's a clear sentence, and then your brain just backs out of the room. That happened to me. It's happened to me a few times on this podcast. Your brain, your brain just had a full heart attack. Yeah, yeah just went, the race. Goodbye. There. See you later. <laughs> Sauce. Go get yogurt in the sauce. The thing is, I think there is like, I guess there's Greek yogurt or stuff that can't do it. But in my head, it's like petty falou. <laughs> like you're making spaghetti bolognese. Here we go. Pop in the petty falou. Pop in the flumps. Um, I've, have you, I've never given advice based on overhearing conversation. Have you? It'd be quite an assertive thing to do if you just yeah. hear someone say it. Yeah, well, yeah, like if they ran past me, I should put yogurt on it. I'm not going to step out. <laughs> two two joggers just go, just to let you know, I think that's really terrible advice. Goodbye. Goodbye. Excuse me, I've got, I've got a spag ball on the go. I need to get my yogurt ready. <laughs> These petty flues aren't going to flu themselves. They're not going to fillu themselves. So much wisdom in such a strange package. Anyway, Dean, uh, thank you for the email. We didn't really understand the question. I hope that helps. <laughs> good luck in yeah. all your endeavours. I think you were a good footballer. I remember quite liking you, Dean Ashton, so well yeah, done on being yeah, good yeah. at football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, we got one quickly from Yaroslav Noha. I think we're going to use the final bit of this man No, we did back. him last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did him last week, and then we sort of referenced it, and he wrote a nice thing back. Um, and he says he doesn't think he can get 50 people into Prague. Oh. He says his social skills are good enough. Well, after this episode, maybe you can, Yaroslav. Yeah, you can make some friends and influence some people. and <laughs> To come and sit and sit in a room in Prague and listen to us do this live, at, at what I assume would be a huge loss. Um, how much? Do you think how much we can charge us? I was thinking, Sean, we should start a Patreon, but maybe this isn't the time to get into it in the mail and fail by closing section, having not talked to you about it. I think it's the perfect time. Um, what well, I feel like we should do a Patreon. We don't do any extra content because I feel like if we do extra content, then it makes it in a capitalist thing where you know, like. You know what I mean? Whereas if we don't do anything, then... then Because say we say, oh, we'll do another podcast a week for people who are willing to pay m- money for it. Then if you don't have the money for it, you're missing out on your favourite podcast. That's not fair. So basically what you're suggesting is that we ask people to pay for this. Yeah. Though we openly think it's shit. And, we, and we're not going to give them anything additional for it. The thing they'll get is our love and our respect. And... Um, and we'll stop losing so much money doing it. Well, look, our listener, our listener base has definitely increased significantly since our first episode. It's it's gone through the roof. It's gone through the roof. And, and the plumbers come in tomorrow because the roof, the water's gone everywhere. Yeah, and they've come in. And you go, oh my bloody god! Let me guess. I've seen this a lot recently. You've got a podcast that's done well. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Dave. I think you probably open the door and say, "Failing better." Failing better. Um. Listeners, do you want a Patreon? Would you pay for it? And 
And what would you want from it? Yeah. <laughs> because I do yeah. think I do. We'd have to give you something. We've got a few bits that we've always kept that we'd never put out that we could always add. As you can incentive. have them. There's, a lot was, of them are I, dog I, shit. Though. Johnny, <laughs> that means Johnny, you're really not. <laughs> I don't think you're. I don't think you're getting the right tone here, man. Send us an email or a tweet if you like. Uh, if you want a Patreon. Yes, um, and and you know it would help financially. Now here's the best. Here's the best bit though. I know one guy who won't be giving us money. It is the final part of the Jez Codelli eh, trilogy. Codelli. Hey, Codelli! Mamma mia, we love you, Jez! Eh, put your petty falou in your bolognese, it makes it so good. <laughs> ah, just like a mama used to make the petty falou. Send him to borrow that out there, but. <laughs> uh, do you reckon he's just a puppet? Like a Dolmio puppet? Jez I assume so, that's over <laughs> I've assumed he is. Um, anyway, we uh, listeners, if you if you don't know, we've we've had a correspondence from him the last two weeks. Um, first week, said it's a nice thing. We read his thing out. Johnny said, "Fuck you," or did he? Johnny oh, denies it. Jez says. Jez last week said he did say "fuck you." Here we go. Dear Sean and Johnny, please see slash hear attached the MP3 file titled <laughs> "JP's Fuck You" from episode thirteen. I would call that a conclusive 2-1 to me. Let's play it now. Yeah, that is a bit annoying, actually. One of your favourites. We we're, not, we're not doing this. We we're, not, we're not doing this. We we're, not, we're not doing this. We we're, not, we're not doing this to, to compete. We're doing this to win. Well, Johnny. It's hard you to fe- argue. How, how do you I, feel? When I made a strenuous email that I told him to, to, told him to fuck off, I didn't know he was going to have evidence. Evidence changes everything, doesn't it? I, I think it takes a big man... It takes a big man to accept that they've been wrong. I, I mean, it does take a big man. Also, when there's literally video evidence of it, it becomes... You can be a small man and be like, there's quite a lot of evidence now that do you, I did. Do you, do you suspect that it might have been doctored? I've never thought about that before, but now you mention it, I'm almost sure it was. That doll Mayo puppet, Jez Cordelli, is fucking with me again. Jez, I apologise. I believe that Johnny is, should resign for the podcast for what he's done and if he's not willing to do that then I, I, I'm very sorry but I hope you know that 50% of this podcast still believes in a little thing called accountability and the anyway, other 50% thinks that Jez is a disgraceful little puppet you're a puppet for the man aren't you <laughs> fuck off get out of my ha- get out of my life don't, okay. ever, don't ever darken my doorstop again with your little emails so that's okay. what I think okay I'll just read the rest of the email um <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Cordele is pronounced like doorbell. <laughs> oh, right. So it's Cordell. Oh, no. I do wish it was pronounced like doorbelly, so please do feel free to continue with that. Oh, Wait, you, Cordelli. You, no, he, me he, doesn't even say, I, he doesn't even say, I wish it was Cordelli. He says, I wish my surname was doorbelly. <laughs> doorbelly. You're breaking Jez my doorbelly. <laughs> you absolute SOB. Uh, great pod, keep it up. Hope this helps. Cheers, Jez Dorbelly. Uh, Speaking of Dorbelly, my Dorbelly is going to go any second. Okay, so- well, that's a good time for us to end the pod. Hope you've learned a lot, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. The banter has been witty and the failings have been better. <laughs> um, and I'd just like to say, um, God bless to everyone who's listened. Here it comes. <laughs> and God bless the United States of America. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Bellum. And we really are...
a failing pizza. Thanks, guys. God bless. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.